Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been one indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing office postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and times to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, which is P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD, which is P-O-D. That's Stamps.com, promo code P-O-D. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Happy Friday. I am so grateful, so happy, so excited, so ecstatic to be before you again for another Friday and another episode of Conversations with Toy. Today is going to be an amazing episode. Today we are going to be talking about uh, trauma, absentee fathers, um, how they affect you know, the ability for us to move forward in our future. And if anybody is dealing with that, you know, I have said this plenty of times. So I have an amazing, amazing stepfather. He's always been in my life since I was about five years old. However, I've always had struggles with, you know, who my biological father is and, you know, why he wasn't present in my life. And one thing that I've I've finally come to the understanding and the grips of is that regardless of my stepfather being amazing to me and regardless of him being really the only father I have ever known and, you know, watching him with his father as well. My grandfather, his dad is an amazing man. There's still this void that I'd struggle with from time to time about my biological father. And I used to feel really guilty because there are so many people who don't have their dads, right? don't have a father figure in their life. And I've been blessed to been gifted a father who stepped up and stepped in. So the guilt of feeling like, you know, there's so many people who in my, are in my situations who don't have a relationship with their biological father, but then in addition to that, don't have a father figure in their life who don't have what I have. And I used to struggle with that guilt. And I realize now that I don't have to feel guilty for still wanting to know 
who my biological father is. Um, I have been struggling up and down with whether or not, and I've talked about this and I believe season one about whether or not I want to even continue the pursuit. Now I am fully aware of the fact where my father, my biological father is. I have contact with some of his family members, which are really my family members, you know, their minds. And, but I have not pulled the full trigger. I even have his cell phone. I just have not called him because I just, you know, that rejection, that feeling of rejection is something that I am personally struggling with that if I call, I'm not going to get the response that my, the little girl inside of me wants. And I know that there are some people that are like me who feel that, who may be in a situation where they don't even have a phone number. They don't know what their father looks like. They've never met this person. I've never met my father as well. So if that is your issue, if you're dealing with any of those issues, we will talk about that. But we're going to be talking about just dealing with trauma and going through the pain um, of what trauma brings into your life. So again, I know these things feel, feel a little hard or a little heavy for a Friday, but listen, these are the conversations that we have to have. Because in order for you to be the person that you need to be, you have to try to, first of all, become better by dealing with those pet those pains. Like I cannot be the woman that I need to be. I can't even be the mother, the wife, the, the person that I need to be without dealing with those traumas, those pains, those hurts. You know, we can sit up there and dress it up real cute. You know, you can get a cute little outfit. You can put your red bottoms on or whatever shoe you choose. You can do all of those things, but you could be a hurt individual that's out here hurting other people. Now, I'm not going to ever say that because I've, I've been in therapy or I'm continuously in therapy that I'm perfect and everything is going great and everything is good. That's not necessarily the case. Right, I have to actively and consciously be doing the things that I need to become better. And so with this conversation that we're having today, I want it to be where you understand that, you know, pain is real and pain affects the things that we do and how we interact with other people. And even when you think that that pain is no longer there or you've gotten past it or you've gotten over it, pain always has a way of reminding you. And although we talk about pain, we're also going to talk about ways to get through it. We have an amazing guest guest today. He goes by Papa Ray. He is a personal transformation co um, coach. He has a passion for helping people. Um, one of his most powerful transformation tools is he uses a father's blessing. And this is where he stands in the gap and touches people's hearts and lives of all ages and backgrounds. Um, he's seen families restored in lives. And after suffering two major depressions, the last time it was it brought him within five minutes of losing his actual life. He is now doing what he can to help other people. He has been married to the same amazing woman for 36 years. And can we just say being married is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. So for the fact that he's been married for 36 years, and I hope those 36 years have been a blessing. That's an amazing feat. He is an uh, a international spokesman to companies and a ministry. He is building local and natural national outreach to raise awareness about absentee fatherhood. His first book was published, Daddy, Why Don't You Love Me? A Father's Blessings to Son and Daughters. And we're going to link all those book information in. So today's uh, guest is amazing. Papa uh, Ray is here. He's going to be on the episode a little bit later. But I also wanted to just say thank you to my husband who was on last week's episode with, we're talking about our marriage and talking about relationships in general. You know, people always love to hear about marriages like, oh, what is the relationship secret? I'm going to tell you a secret. The relationship secret is to make your relationship the best that you can by not trying to be everybody else's relationship. 
You can take bits and pieces that inspire you, but don't try to make your marriage or your relationship, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your boo, don't make any of that to mirror someone else's. A lot of times you don't know what the struggles of that couple that they've gone through. You don't know what they've had to step into to be who they are when you see them. Um, so make your relationship what it needs to be. And the best advice I can give for people who says, I want a marriage like that. I'm going to tell you that in order to get any marriage, like whatever you think you're seeing, it's going to come from loving each other for real, being honest and full communication. And I'm going to suggest you get personal uh, therapy as well as couple therapy. There are certain personal demons and traumas and things that you bring to the forefront that will step into your marriage because they're based on things that you've gone through that your other person, your partner, the, the love of your life is now having to absorb. And you've got to do your job to make sure that no one here is, your partner is not your counselor. Your partner is not your therapist. Your partner can't always walk every step with you. They can support you. But there's some personal things that you have to work through. And that's what worked for us. We used to be that 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 couple that used to fuss and fight. You know, we talked about this, um, I think in season one or two on the first episode where we came together. And it's like, we can't be arguing and fussing and fighting. Now, this was more in college where we're, you know, being the dramatic, you know, that stuff when you see on, on like love and hip hop, that would be me and, and my husband when we were just boyfriend and girlfriend in college doing the absolute most, you know, just being dramatic and climatic. And it was just, oh my God. Like when I look back at that person, I'm like, girl, that girl was tripping. But I was, cause I was bringing in my own levels of whatever I was bringing in my own thoughts and processes and teachings. So when you see a couple, they could be the most bomb couple to you. Like they really could feel like, I really want to emulate that. I'm going to caution you, encourage you to find what makes you bomb in your relationship. And maybe you're not in one and you hope to someone day, someday be one. Please get personal counseling. Please do that before you have children. Please do that before you take on these other responsibilities. Because once you start adding titles to your life, you don't, your life becomes so fulfilling, right? Oh, so fulfilling. But those responsibilities are great. How I talk and treat my children because I have the responsibility of being a mother is a huge responsibility. It goes far beyond providing for their natural, right? I can feed them and clothe them and keep them safe and pray that they don't get sick and nothing happens to them. But it's greater. It's a, it's a full like ministry. It's, it's so great. So people who are single and you're not sure if you want to have children, you're not sure if you want to be in a relationship, you don't have to do any of those things. But I would admonish you, no matter what walk of life, no matter what your title is, no matter what shoes you step into, step into those shoes whole. Become a whole individual. And you know, healing goes up and down, up and down. There are moments when I'm on fire and I'm my mind is right and everything is great. And then there are moments when I hit these, these, these turns in these tight places. And I have to regroup and regain some, some insight. I have to go back into my therapy bag. I have to go and get these tools that I have been taught so that I can become better. You are going to heal and it's going to be up and down, but I, I encourage you to be the most whole person that you can possibly, possibly be. So we're going to hear from Papa Ray as he discusses, you know, what he's bringing to the table, the things that he's seen in his own traumas that he's endured and how he's trying to help other people. So let's get into the episode. 
Happy Friday to the Conversations with Toy family. We have a treat for you today. We have Papa Ray is in the building. He is here. We're going to have a conversation. I want to preface that we always talk about um, some traumas and some triggers. So if you are dealing with any sort of trigger, I'm just going to let you give a little trigger warning because these are conversations that we need to have so that we can get to the place of being at our best self. So we have Papa Ray in the building. He is going to come and introduce himself the way he would love to be introduced. And then we're going to continue on with the conversation. Take it away. Hey guys, Papa Ray here, just making it real. I am a personal transformation coach and my passion is to never leave anybody the way I found them. So I hope by the end of this podcast, you'll never be the same because you listen to what we're sharing here to, with you. Amazing. And so let's just go ahead and dive into the conversation. What has been your passion? Like, what is your life passion that you're making sure that no matter what platform you can tell it on, you're out here putting it out. What is that passion and what are you bringing to the table today? So my passion is to be for the world what the world was not for me when I needed them the most. And that is really understanding my owner's manual, meaning how does my brain, how does my body, my soul, which is my mind, will, and emotions, and my spirit work together and against each other? Because if I don't understand what's happening or why it's happening, I'm never going to be able to change it. So my Number one passion is I want to help you understand why. When life is going sideways, there's a reason it's going sideways. Why? And if you don't get the why, you're not going to struggle with it. And one of the big, um, if you're going to really niche it down, is standing in the place as a father and blessing people as a son and a daughter who never heard their father say, I love you or I bless you. And there's a lot of people out there, even though they had their father was in the home, he provided a house, you know, food. He was there, but he wasn't there. And that's a, it's a huge problem. So that's when I really break it down. If God stood before me and said, Ray, I only like going to, I'm only going to let you do one thing the rest of your life. I would instantly say, I want to bless everybody I meet as a father and bless them as a son and a daughter. And I love so that you feel loved. Yeah, I love that you said that. And we talked about this prior to recording, but you know, I have a stepfather who has been amazing. But that that desire and that that journey of putting the pieces together of discovering who my biological father is. I've had contact with some of his family members. They live really close to my grandmother in Ohio, and so you know that whole concept of this this that you know people don't need their fathers when reality is that we do need a father's love. We do need that. It's, it's very prevalent. Um, my husband deals with that with not having his father as adamantly mm. in his life, but he, then he turns around and then is that amazing father to his children. So That's awesome. what is the wow. conversation around some and some men who don't have that father? And let's just specifically talk about men who don't have their father in their lives and how they can then be better fathers to their children, because some people will repeat the pattern oh, yeah. of not having their father and then just checking out with their own children, whether they're in the home or not. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's really important. Why, why do broken fathers raise up broken fathers who raise up broken fathers? There's a reason why we all know the devastating effects of what we know, uh, what it looks like, what it feels like. 
but we never get to the deep reason of why did it happen. And is, is what I call, I don't want to oversimplify it, but when you really break it down, it's, it's easy to understand it. It's hard to go through it. Right. So a love deficit that is not filled cannot be healed. And I know a lot of people say, well, Father God is your father. I get that. As a devout Christian all my life, I believed in God and knew in God, trusted in God, had faith in God, but he didn't feel my human daddy void because my brain didn't associate that, that missing piece of being held by my dad and, and walking and talking with my dad wasn't connecting because God's not here physically. And so my brain wasn't able to develop and comprehend to put that father God in that place. Right. So the reason that this father's blessing that I wrote is so powerful, it starts at conception. And we say, I, I bless the time of your conception, not a mistake, you're not an accident, you are loved, you are wanted. We do this in the first, second, third trimester, infant, toddler, birth, you know, all the way through life. So the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm-hmm. Even the words you do not speak have 10 times more power than the words you do speak. Right. Because if, if you don't respond, it gives me the, the uh, I have to interpret what did you mean? Well, I got a crazy creative imagination. And what you don't say, you leave it up to me to interpret that, it's going to have a hundred different things. <laughs> and they'll change like so fast. Well, she meant this. Well, she meant that. No, no, she really meant this. Well, now I don't know what you meant, but I come up with these crazy scenarios of what you potentially meant. So sometimes just speaking truth is so much more important than not speaking at all. But again, so what coming back to what does this do to a man who doesn't have that father in his life? Right. It doesn't give him correction and discipline. And I know you're going to be honest here. A mother can never fill an absent father void. That father void can only be filled by a man. I'm sorry. It's no, I, guys, I, it's, I agree because every Father's Day we get the a conglomerate of women who then say that they are the mother and the father and that they need their Father's Day shout out. And although I understand where it's coming from and how they're feeling because they are doing the job of two, it still doesn't take that child as you're sitting on social media saying it's Father's Day to me, that child is still longing for the father that they didn't yes. have. Come on, 100%. 100%. And women, I, 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 I admire you. My mother raised three boys by herself. Um, and she did a phenomenal job. You know, you know, I can share a little more later. My mom was broken and empty, just like my dad was broken and empty. You know, she couldn't give me what she didn't have. But I'm sorry, mothers, you can't fill the father void. You need to find a, a man to fill that void. It's not not has to be uh, your husband, but find another male role model in your community that your child can connect with, because it's very, very vital that men or little boys connect with male role models to, to really help them understand how to be a man. Right. And uh, if I can dive into a little bit of a, more of a psychology, or should I say the mechanics of emotions, and this is really, really important because it unpacks the why. 
Why do I do what I don't want to do? And why don't I do what I want to do? Well, there's a really significant, uh, I call mechanical reason. Okay. And uh, so you are the sum total of every part that makes up the whole of who you are. So literally every part of your life is a part of your future because your brain is number one wants to keep you safe. So every moment of every day, your brain's doing a research of your whole life to determine, ah, I see this. I perceive that this is going to happen. But mm -hmm. where does it get its perception from? It gets its perception from your past. So you could say your brain is researching your whole life to determine what's about to happen on the next moment based 100% of what you believe happened in the past. This all gets calculated at the speed of light. In literally okay. in a nanosecond. Now, once it determines what could potentially happen, it checks in with your emotions. It says, hey, Ray, how are you feeling today? Are you good? Are you bad? Are you not happy? Are you what's going on? And did you ever see that uh, somebody does something to you and you're like, <laughs> ah, okay, you know, you're just being annoying, seriously. Right. The next day they do it, you just like blow your top. What happened? They did the right. same person did the exact same thing and you lose control. What happened? Your brain perceived the same event. It's just your emotions were in a different state. Hmm. So here's the event. My brain did the research. I believe this is about to happen. Checks in with emotions. Ray, how you doing? I'm not doing well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here they go again. My, my emotions are, this is not good. Boom, I explode. Right. Why did my emotions explode? It's because when I'm in a bad mood, my cognitive thinking processing ability is greatly diminished. Because when I'm in a bad mood, cortisol and adrenaline, so I'm a fear, anger, worry, doubt, stress, depression, cortisol and adrenaline are being released into my brain. Now, adrenaline makes you stronger, makes your heart beat faster, dilates your pupils, dries up your saliva, shuts down your organs so you can run or fight. Right. Cortisol takes away your cognitive processing ability from as low as high as 720 to as drops it down to 20 bits of data that your brain's processing. Takes away your creativity. So it's like, oh, I feel a threat. I'm not in a good place. You're not thinking, ah, well, if we do this or that. No, your brain's like, no, we need to run or we need to fight. So here is, comes the event. Your brain does the research. The neurochemicals go rushing through your body. Your, your cognitive thinking process drops dramatically, and you respond. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> is when you respond, the other person goes into fight or flight. Right. Their cognitive thinking drops dramatically. They respond in zero creativity to stay safe. Do you ever say something and the other person's like, oh, you said what? And they oh, go yeah. up the ladder and then you go, oh my, you didn't just do that, did you? And then you go up the ladder. If you do that, I will. And then they say, if you do that, I will. And in two minutes flat, you're in this knockdown screaming match. And you're like, afterwards, like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Right. So how does, so how, when you have these moments, right? So if a man is dealing with the inability of having his own father and now he's making this conscious decision again to now maybe do the same, what 
in your opinion, is something that he could think about to get him from that moment of, I'm going to do the same thing that I, that was done to me to moving forward from that, to doing something different. Wow. Great question. So I don't know that it's a conscious decision that I'm going to do bad. It it just, it becomes an auto response. Okay. Here's the problem. And the way we got to stop this perpetuating this cycle of broken fathers, raising broken fathers and doing these bad things It's not that we go wake up and say, man, I'm going to go out and cheat on my wife or I'm going to abuse my children or I'm going to be absent. or I'm just going to hang out at the bar all night. We don't consciously wake up thinking that's what we're going to do. We really intend and really want to do good. Right. We, 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 you know, deep in our heart. And when a man says, oh, I'm really trying, they really are. Here's the problem is. When your brain does the research of your whole life, it is going to primarily to the core of your life to get the information that you're going to project onto your future. The core is conception at 10 years old. Now, at the core, your brain is in hyperneuroplasticity, simply meaning it's just sucking in tons of information at a high rate of speed and is just taking it in and saying, oh, that's what that means. Oh, that's what that means. Because our brains are not developed enough to say, well, you know, dad's just in a bad mood and he's not able to give me what he doesn't have. Your brain doesn't do that. You know, at five years old, you're like, oh, my gosh, dad doesn't have time for me. Every right. time I ask him to play, he's, he's no, he got to go to the Elks Club or he's got to go to the Lions Club or, or he's going to the bar with his buddies. Your, your brain doesn't calculate. Oh, dad's just exhausted. It's like, no. Your brain says, I'm not worthy. Fast forward 20 years, 30 years. Here he is, got three, four children. He he comes home from work. He's had a bad day at work. Things didn't go well, you know, and he's just like, oh, man, the the children come out and say, daddy, can you spend time? And and he's he's not consciously thinking, I I don't want to spend time with you. He's consciously thinking, I need to find something to, to fulfill me. I need to find some, I need to get something to build me up. He's empty. He doesn't have it. And he doesn't have the emotional wherewithal to understand what he's doing. I understand that I've been there. I've been self-employed for, uh, been married 36 years. I've been self-employed 35 years. Okay. So I've been self-employed my whole time. My children were growing up and Here's the key now. So we understand where it came from and why it came there. Now, here's the key. There is hope. And we can change that. Is is what I call the simple step. (laughs) A hard process. Right. Is I have to go back. My father left when I was four years old. Okay. I suffered through two. I survived two major depressions. The last one, I was five minutes away from suicide. Mm -hmm. I had to go back to that four-year-old boy and say, my father was empty and he was broken. He could not give me what he did not have. It was not my fault. Right. Why am I doing the new, why am I doing the bad thing at 30, 40 years old, 20 years old? Because my brain did a research, I found myself empty. I went out looking for fulfillment. I went out looking for pleasure. So the brain's number one problem, number one, keep you safe. Number two, wants to give you pleasure. 
So we're look, being safe and pleasure. When we're safe, we look for pleasure. When we're not, you know, safe, we look for safety. Right. So when we feel safe, we go out and look for that pleasure. Because why? Because we're empty. Why? Because we never dealt with our past. So this is, again, the simple step to hard process. Only I can write the meaning to anything that happens in my life. Not even God, the devil, or nobody can write the meaning I give it. Mm-hmm. I have free will. Right. If God could change my mind, he would have done it already. So he gave me a free will to think and believe in any way that I choose to believe. If I do not go back and change that meaning, that meaning will forever project onto my future. Remember, my brain does a research in my whole life, primarily the core, what I believed before 10 years old, and it projects it onto the next moment it's about to happen. It all happens at the speed of light. Here's the key. Mm -hmm. If I'm going in this book, and this is the information I'm pulling out of it, and it's not going well, I need to write a new book. Right. I need to go in there and change the meanings I gave to it. Now, as a personal transformation coach, I do some very, very intense training. And um, I tell my clients, and I know there's different styles of people and different styles of coaches. And I tell them right up front on the phone call, I'm not here to hold your hand. If you're not, if you don't want to aggressively push through, I'm not your coach. But if you really want to be pushed, you want your feet held to the fire, I'll get you there. Well, because it takes work. It's going to take work. Everybody, (laughs) nobody wants to receive that lesson, but it it, it takes work to change. So what is your, what are, so what's been your maybe top one or two hesitations or the things that you see the most, like a recurring thing that happens as you're working with your clients and, and and they're trying to get past whatever, because it doesn't have to be absentee father. It could be anything. What are their what what have been your your like okay this is this is something that continuously happens when you're working with your clients people the number one thing people hate to do is go back into their childhood they 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 inevitably they don't want to go there because they don't think it's there they don't think it's the problem and i'm telling you 95 percent of the time i find it before you're 10 years old i don't care how old they are I don't care what your struggle is. It can be alcohol, drugs, sex, pornography. It doesn't matter. Anger, depression. I'm going to find something. Every fruit has a root. And, and it's like this. is uh, You have a splinter here in your arm. And mm-hmm. that splinter's in there. And every time you pull on it, it's excruciatingly painful. It's like, ah, I'm not going to do that anymore. So what do you do? You bandage it up. And, and somebody bumps into it. And you're like, oh, man, seriously, I can't you see I have a bandage on my arm? So what do you do is you go like, oh, well, we need to deal with this. And you tug on it. It's like, oh, my gosh, that hurts so bad. No. So you bandage it up some more. Well, mm-hmm. people keep bumping into it. So what do you do? You put this big uh, thing around your arm. Right. And nobody can bump it. Well, then somebody bumps you on the other side and the vibration goes through your arm and you're like, seriously, can't you see I'm hurting? A person's like, no, no I, can't. I didn't see anything. Right. They're like, oh man, if you can't respect me, then you put this big hoop around yourself. Mm-hmm. People bump into the hoop and you're like, seriously, can't you see I'm hurting? Um, sorry. I had no you idea. Can't. I, right. can't I can't see, see that. 
Right. So, oh, well, you can't respect me. I'm going to build this wall. I'm going to build this massive wall so you can't bump into me. Correct. So what happens, we isolate ourselves. We work so hard to bury that pain that when anybody like a coach comes in to say, hey, remember, you got that splinter in your arm and you're like, what you talking about? I ain't dealing with that. I ain't dealing with that. Right. Here's the thing, guys. If you don't go back to that splinter in your arm, you're never going to get healing. It is painful. Yeah. But what's going to hurt when we go in there and pull it out? But I will guarantee you, your life will be radically transformed when you go in and pull out the splinter. So now you can say, well, right. My dad beat me. And I talked to people that were beaten as children. I mean, little, little children. Mm-hmm. Severely beaten by their fathers, sexually abused by their fathers. And here, you know, no matter what, I don't want to minimize your trauma. I am not minimizing anybody's trauma. Right. The truth is the healing is the same. You have to change the meaning you gave it. What is I trauma? Mm-hmm. Trauma is a belief about an event. That only you can give to the event. It's a belief that only you gave to that event. Now, only you gave that belief. Right. That means you and you alone are allowed to rewrite the meaning to that event. When you rewrite the meaning, it will radically, radically set you free. Agree. So the holidays are coming up. Mm. Mm. Yes. And as, oh, yes. as beautiful as holidays are, yeah. as joyful as they can be, again, can be, there are going to be numerous amounts of people who are not feeling that same joy for whatever mm. reason. There could be circumstances that are happening, life happening, traumas happening, all kinds of ha- things are happening. What is a piece of advice for dealing with the holidays as we are into the holiday season that people can take away from today's podcast as well. Glad you brought that up because I don't really like family reunions. I will cry at their funeral, but I don't want to go on vacation with them. Yes. Uh, in the Thank past, I had holidays that were traumatic. Right. I felt very inadequate. I felt totally out of place with my own family. I felt very unwanted, very disrespected. And there was times where I I did not want to be there because I knew it was going to be painful. Now, you know, it's a simple step, the hard process, change the meaning, let it go. So I got to go in prepared. They're not going to be nice. They are going to say things that are not nice. They're going to be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Inevitably. Yep. They're going to say something to disrespect me, especially if I try to change the perspective of how they see me. If I go in there telling them, oh, hey, guys, I finished my book. They're going to trash me. Yeah. Even though it's a great accomplishment. I wrote a book. I published a book. They are going to find something to cut me down. Very true. Don't tell them. (laughs) Don't <laughs> give them fuel. Yes. Don't feed the monkeys. Don't give them anything. Don't give them any peanuts because they will spit on you. 
I am so glad you said that because so many people will tell you that you're supposed to, you know, one, some people don't feel like going and being around their family and people make that a big deal. Like if you don't want to go and you don't feel like that's where you need to be, don't go. And then, like you said, not going and then not giving them information and fueling them is the best thing because some people, they still want that acceptance. So they tell them all these things knowing that the result is not going to be what they want. (laughs) Then they go home and they're mad and the other people are just moved on. Yeah. Oh, I used to do that for you. I try to tell them all these accomplishments. It's really funny you brought it up because uh, on May was my 36th wedding anniversary to the same amazing woman. Congrats. Uh, and my mom took us out for dinner. And I started, you know, really happy. I'm like, oh, mom, we did this and this and that. And mom's every single thing. She said, yeah, but I'm like, mom, can't you just be happy for me? And she goes, yeah, but. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> now, yeah. I want to bring this in. This is really, really critical. Change the meaning, change your life. On the way home from that diner, I turned to my wife and I said, oh, my gosh, I have an epiphany. Now I know why I get so angry with my wife. I told her, why well, I get so angry with you when you don't agree or understand or want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And she just starts grinning. She goes, duh. (laughs) I was projecting my mother on my wife. Mm -hmm. So when my wife didn't agree or didn't want to do or or, or lift me up in what I'm doing, I seen my mom in her. And the pain from what I dealt with with my mom, I projected it onto my wife. I'm telling you, since May, since I figured that out, I don't get so angry with my wife. I and get frustrated. I get unhappy. I, I don't right, like right. it, but I don't get angry. I'm like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. Guys, what, what happened? Really, really, really simple. I never took the time to realize how negative my mom was. Because mm-hmm. my father left and mom was always there. So I always kind of put my mom on this pedestal. I'm not putting her down. Right, I'm just right, right. saying, my mother is still broken and empty. She cannot give me what she does not have. And I kept fighting for that acceptance. And I just kept pressing in and pressing in. It's like, just trying to like, oh, mom, you got to accept me. You got to be proud of me. But she can't. I'm sorry. She's broken and empty. I got to be okay with that. Yes. When I learned to be okay, not being okay. I was okay. (laughs) (laughs) So one last, uh, two last things. So one, what has been your win for this year? Your win could be anything personal, professional, the thing that you're just the most proud of from this year. What has been your win? I got my books published. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We will be linking the books into the show notes. So if you're thinking what books, what are the, Trust me, we're going to have all of that so that you can click, oh, buy, yeah. purchase, and all of the all of that. Huge accomplishment! I tell you what, it was I self-published because uh, yeah, it was awesome. And I just want to encourage anybody out there: you have a book in you, just do it, just I'm write it. I mean, nice. seriously, yes. everybody has a book in them, and it is a major sense of accomplishment. Because you know what, guys. Somebody needs to hear your message. So let me just encourage you. Somebody needs to hear your message. My message is, is I want to stand as a father 
to the people, the men and women, boys and girls of all cultures, of all genders, of all um, sexual orientations, of all uh, beliefs, religions, or no religions. I just want to say, if you did not hear your father say, I love you, may I stand in that place and bless you as a son or a daughter? And if, if I may, I want to say, I am sorry for the hurt that I caused you in your life. I want to say I'm sorry for being abusive or absent. And I want to say I'm sorry for disrespecting you, disowning you, not loving you, leaving or walking away from you. I am so sorry. I want you to tell you I, I was broken and empty. I could not give you what I did not have. And it wasn't your fault. But I also want to say, I bless you as my son. I bless you as my daughter. That you are worthy. I want to say, I love you. And you are amazing. And I want to say, you are a worthy son. You are a worthy daughter. And all that fear, doubt, anxiety, depression, I break that from you. And I declare, you can do what you dream of doing. And I release you to not be me. I release you to be you. I release you to go and chase your dreams. And I bless you. And I love you as my son, as my daughter. If there's no better way to end, I mean, that touched me. And I'm grateful for that. Where can the people, whomever would love to reach you to, you know, they may want to become a client to work through some of their issues, or they may just want to follow your work. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So I have two websites. The first one's all around the father's blessing. That is fathersblessing.info. I-N-F-O. Yep. The, we'll uh, let all that in there. Yep. Coaching website is ilapnow, it's I-L-A-P-N-O-W.com. I'm also on Facebook, which I try several times a week to put up powerful content, just life uh, thought-provoking content. It's at Ray Hurst on Facebook. Awesome. And if you're listening, because some people may be listening as they're on a treadmill or just sitting around folding up their laundry, just understand all of this will be in the show notes. You'll be able to click on the link to get to the Facebook page as well as the websites and the link for the books as well so that you can, you know, use the information to further yourself along. Because, again, that's what we're here to help somebody else. You know, the, when you bring people onto the podcast, it's literally to help someone else with whatever they may be dealing with. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversations. I am so grateful to have connected with you. And I'm hoping that this opens up people who um, who needed this, whoever this is for. It, this is for a purpose. And, and I'm grateful for you being on our show. Wow. It was an honor. It was a pleasure. And again, I want to be for the world. What the world was not for me when I needed them the most. So I hope that you will never be the same because you heard what I shared. Love you guys. Awesome. So what did you think? Papa Ray came. He gave us some quite a bit of information that we can take. Um, and what did you think about him when he was standing in the gap? In case you didn't realize what he was doing, he was pretty much standing in the gap for those who didn't have a father. 
for those who needed to hear those words. Like it's, I'm probably never going to hear. I'm probably never, ever going to hear my biological father say the things that he should say. I'm going to say it. The things that he should say, I'm probably not going to hear it, but I felt a peace when Papa Ray stood in the gap. He wasn't standing in the gap just for me. He was standing in the gap for anybody who's dealing with whatever issues. It always comes and stems from our parenting, how we were parents in our childhood. And if you receive that, I pray that that opens up that continuously healing space for you, that you get some sense of peace and that you're able to take that peace to become the dynamic woman and man that you're meant to be. You're not here on earth to waste your hours, your years, your moments here on earth. You are here to tell your story. You are here to be an encouragement. You are here to be a light. You are here to spread love and you are here to do those things. But we can't do that from vessels that are continuously broken, that don't have healing. We can't do that. So I hope that Papa Ray's prayer in some way at least sparked enough love, enough peace for you to take that and find what you want to do with that, right? I hope that you have an amazing Friday. You know that it's Friday. Today, I am going to step away from wine. I know, who am I, right? I'm going to step away from wine today. I'm going to enjoy a strawberry margarita. That is my drink of choice. You can drink water, juice, milk, milkshakes, whatever you choose to drink. But on Fridays, I try to reward myself for making it through one crazy week of children and events and work and things and try to just enjoy laid back. This weekend, I plan to dive deep into the Will Smith's book. Um, it's an amazing book, I must say. And I want you to go ahead and dive into it. Like get it on Audible, get it on um, a hard copy. So I always buy books. I get the hard copy and I always buy the Audible. I love listening to books as I'm driving, especially when I have those moments by myself. And I'm going to be doing both. So that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I cannot wait. Um, I always encourage you to find something for your weekend that encourages you, that builds you up, that just puts joy into your life, that puts joy into your soul. Do that this weekend. Find that one activity that you really enjoy that's going to feed your soul. I'm always about um, doing that. And yesterday was Veterans Day. So I want to say happy Veterans Day to everyone who has been a service to um, the armed forces of any sort. I am a uh, military brat child. My father, aka my stepdad, has been in the military most of my life. And so shout out to him and all of the veterans in my family and beyond who have done their service to make sure that we can attempt to live in a world that's fueled by peace, um, that's fueled by safety. When you think about what the military does and how they go in and they're going to different parts of the country or different parts of the United States and they're putting themselves in the place to try to diffuse situations so that it doesn't become an issue here in the United States, you know, regardless of how you feel about combat, regardless of how you feel about those things, there are still individuals of these families that take time and listen, as a military brat, I'm going to tell you this, the wives and the children of those in the military or even the husbands of the of their of their wives that are in the military, however it goes, they are also taking and they are also putting their lives on the line as well. They they those men and women are missing uh, birthdays. Those men and women are missing holidays. Those men and women are missing, you know, these big days and celebrations. And families are without their, you know, their spouses, their their parents in the home. So I always cry when I see those videos of like 
the father, the mom coming home from being deployed, it gets me every time because I remember when my dad would have to pack up to go to war. Um, I have three children, two daughters and a son. And every time I had a daughter, my father would go out. He would have to go um, to Afghanistan. And I missed his presence, right? I missed his presence. And so, you know, you, you have your, your child, you want your father to be there to look down on you and just say like, I'm proud of you. And, you know, thank you for having this beautiful grandchild. And every time I had a daughter, he would then be taken and have to go to Afghanistan. So to my dad, I just want to say thank you and happy Veterans Day. And to all the men and women who serve and have served, I just want to say thank you for your contributions to making us safe and feel safer in our homes that we're not hearing bombs go off continuously as we sleep. That is a, something I don't take for granted. And I hope you have the most amazing weekend. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.